Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com, and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are flashbacking Friday today with a friend of the show, name's Ruby Ibarra, as well as another friend of the show, Evelyn Abamos, spoken word artist Faith Centillo, and creative director Dale Kino. Uh, we're going back to 2018 when we, um, we hosted the Q&A after the screening of Nothing on Us, Panay's Rising, and it was at the Roxy Theater in the city. And it, I think it was a sold out crowd. And um, the funny thing is, Ange and I didn't know anything about Ruby Ibarra before we went into this. And we were asked to host this Q&A. And um, we did some digging and we watched the doc and we watched Ruby and we we're like, whoa, blew our socks off like completely. And we needed to know more about Ruby. And um, from that time in 2018, I would say we're homies now, right? And yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and we're also running this because if you didn't catch it, our last episode was back at Sundance when we interviewed her um, for the film A Thousand Cuts that comes out actually today. So enjoy our flashback and thanks for listening. It's funny. Uh, two white people introduced us to two Filipinos. So Jeff Hunt, who's sitting right here from Storied San Francisco, a podcast you should subscribe to, introduced us to H.P. Mendoza. And then our friend of the show, Dana, Dana Keys, um, introduced us to Ruby Ibarra, who we just interviewed on the stage of the Roxy, which... I'm like, maybe we need to check ourselves because we don't know all the Asian Americans. <laughs> What's happening here? I'm just having that realization. But I want to thank them both. Thanks for because, calling us out. That's but awesome. But also, but thank you for recognizing and bringing those people to our attention. So because right. with HP, I don't think we'd be where we are in a way with Camp Fest and with him especially. Right. And um, Ruby Ibarra, I did not know about her until Dana Keys sent me a text uh, a month, basically a month ago. It was like, you need to have this girl on your show. And then all of a sudden we're interviewing her a month later at Campfest at yeah. the Roxy talking about her documentary and her new video. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's what and that's what we're here talking about today. You are gonna hear yep. our QA with Ruby Barra, Evelyn Obamos, Dale Kino, and Faith Santillo, who uh, are just created like a, this a little wedge of this video. Yeah, they created this documentary. It's basically a making of Ruby Barra's music video, Nothing on Us, Penai's Rising. And uh, I, <laughs> and I think my point is, you don't have to be Asian to appreciate all this. You can be any color, any race, whatever you want, and and it's, it's about being heard and, and yeah, and it's and about, it's your about own supporting and, and embracing your roots. You know, yep. well, and that's a big thing with a lot of our countries, but specifically with Filipinos, is we're such a um, a blend, <laughs> a, a melting pot of different cultures and different colonizers. Uh, that there's not just one story. And they're all beautiful and, and unique in their own way. Mm -hmm. And important to 
be so, told. So. so we hope you enjoy this podcast and this Q&A with uh, Ruby Abada. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She's got thousands and thousands of followers. Recognize because she's coming. And she's a young lady doing her do and is amazing in she's the hip-hop the future, world. She's the present and the future of hip-hop. Yep. And I'm so excited for all the little kids being raised right now because they're going to have her to look up to. So. Right. So enjoy. We're going to invite uh, Ruby Ibarra, Evelyn Obamos, is Dale here, and uh, Faith. So we're going to do a couple questions, and then we'll throw it out to the audience, okay? So I'm going to start with Ruby. When did you know you were going to direct this film? Um, I know that I wanted to have more of a hands-on control, especially with this video, because the song meant so much to me. Um, but I don't think it was until I was in contact with Dale, by the way, who is the videographer and editor of the video. Please give it up for him. He did such an incredible job. So I've, I've known Dale since we were in college. Um, he's done incredible work with music production and um, video production, especially recently. I've, I've seen a lot of um, you know, the incredible quality that comes out of the, the music video that he produces, the music videos. And so I knew that I wanted to work with him. And to be honest, um, initially, I, I didn't really know that I wanted to completely take the reins on, on the project. But I think as, as the date, the first shoot date approached, um, we kind of, you know, we sat down, we talked about it, and we, we came up with a decision that um, he would leave up all, you know, the planning to me and, like, choosing the scenes. And I, I'm glad that, you know, he allowed that space um, to, he kind of, like, took a step back and he allowed me to have that space and that platform to be able to share my ideas with him. And I feel like he, thankfully, executed everything that I had in my head so beautifully. So thank you, Dale. Yes, thank you, Dale, and thank you to all of you. I just, it's, it's such a powerful video. I've watched it so many times, but I still, I get chills every time, and it brings out something really powerful in me. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Filipino experience. I mean, it's com a country comprised of over 7,000 islands, 182 different dialects. Can you talk a little bit about the uniqueness and the diversity of the Filipino experience and what you hope somebody will walk away taking from that? I mean, I think part of, part of what was so beautiful um, uh, behind the vision of this project was, I, I think that in such a short amount of time, um, Ruby was able to capture some of that diversity just in the, a lot of the imagery. Um, the other thing too that was was really nice to see, I, I think especially for me, because um, I'm brown, is that you know anytime I'd ever seen Filipinos on TV in the Philippines, it, it was no one that ever looked like me. You know they all had really pointy noses or really fair skin, and so it was lovely to yeah. see kind of the, just the mixture of folks in the in the room. Um, but I think part of you know I think at one point Evelyn had asked was interviewing a bunch of us and kept asking you know and the question was what does it mean to be Pinay and, and honestly it was probably one of it's not an easy question. Mm -hmm to answer, especially because, I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of us here in, the, um, in, in San Francisco, but um, there's so many of us uh, all over the world, away from our families back home in the Philippines. And so I'm hoping that 
this video gets to kind of serve as a jumping point for us to be able to talk about all of the drastically different experiences that Pinais, uh, you know, go through, not, in the U not just in the U.S. or in the Philippines, but in Dubai, in Canada, in, in Europe, and so on. Ruby, I was going to ask you, um, when did you know you had the power to um, bring in 200 Panay? And I feel like all of you can probably answer a little bit, too, about that, the power of Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know that until I showed up to that back room of the gym and I saw a crowd that looked like this. Like, it was just so many people already sitting and waiting to, you know, for, for them to, to start the scene. Um, I just, you know, I posted it with no um, expectations at all. I was just honestly hoping for 20 people to show up, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, I, I, know, I know I knew at least my sister would be there, so I'm like, okay, maybe 19 Family. people. yeah. <laughs> so um, I was just, and to this day, I honestly am floored by the response that we got um, and, and just so grateful that everyone in the community um, wanted to be part of it. And, I think the fact, too, that we had such a wide range of um, ages that showed up. Like, we had babies there all the way to, I don't know if you guys saw the Lola that was mm -hmm. in the music yeah. video, the grand grandmother. Yes, yes. And, you know, to see all those generations, uh, I think, help even encap encapsulate what the music video was all about, you know, that, from sisterhood and all generational um, representation of Filipinas, too. Yeah. And I love how you talk about, you show the, the soft, the gentle side, but also the hard, powerful side. And I think that it's really important. This music video is about women reclaiming their space, reclaiming their voice. And it's important to realize that we can be both at the same time. And that's what makes us powerful and beautiful. Yeah, I definitely wanted, um, the, just coming off of the, the, the song, I knew that at first it was an expression for like our experiences as Penais. I think that's how we approached the track. But once the music video was released and once we had the video shoot with so many people that wanted to be part of it, I think that's when we, I, when I fully realized that, you know, the song and this video is bigger than myself. It's bigger than the artists that are part of the track. Like, I feel like the, honestly, I feel like the title of the song, Us, is aptly named just because this song is for all of us. You know, this is a community track. This is for all the Penai women out here. Um, and I'm just hoping that, you know, like I said earlier, like I hope that when, when younger Penai women watch it that they feel like I, I'm represented and there's someone out there that looks like me. You do talk about... Uh patriarchal society within the Filipino community. Was there any pushback to this video at all through the community? <laughs> good, that's good. Definitely not in here. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're not here. It was all positive. I don't think, well in the process of the video, we I, I didn't experience any pushback. I mean like I said, like Dale, he allowed me to have that space. I know like even outside of music, even in you know videography, it's still very male dominated. So that's why I was so proud to, to work with Evelyn. and. For Dale to, you know, allow me to like, for him to like listen to what I actually have to say, I thought that was, that's definitely dope. And um, honestly, yeah, I, I don't feel like we experienced any pushback, thankfully, during the process of the making of the video. I do have to admit, in the beginning, I, I was kind of nervous um, having women in, in, you know, the traditional Filipino attire, just because I didn't want it to come across as, you know, um, minimizing you know, those people who, in the traditions and the communities that those, um, those uh, 
traditional wear come from. I didn't want to minimize it to just you know be used for imagery in in a music video. And to be honest, I if I could if I had a bigger budget, if I could go out to the Philippines and you know have indigenous folks actually you know be part of it, that would have been my my number one choice um, to to go with the direction of the video because there is always that discussion you know beyond representation inclusion as well is of course very important so that was um, something that I did think about that's great I think we're gonna take it to the audience now people have questions hi good afternoon I just want to say congratulations uh, to you all for the team um, who put this together I know I've interviewed you before I work for the Filipino channel and I'm so happy to see you guys here congratulations um, for for you know this beautiful uh, project from the music video to the documentary but I know it was mentioned earlier and I'm curious there is a difference between Filipino Americans um, Filipinos here in the US or Pinay's here in the US and of course Pinay's uh, in the Philippines. What do you want the Pinay's in the Philippines to know about the Pinay's here uh, via the music video? Um, what is the message that you want them to learn about us and where we are here uh, at this moment? That's tough, because as somebody who actually grew up being embarrassed of her identity, I think Classy hit it home when she talked about her struggle with accepting who she was and her brown skin. I don't know if there's folks in the room who've done this when they were growing up, but I grew up scrubbing my skin with some papaya soap. I grew up pinching my nose because if your nose is taller, you're more attractive. I grew up reading the newspaper to articulate better, to avoid having a Filipino accent. And those are so many dimensions of my identity that are true to being Filipino that I was ashamed of. And, and it's rough because you see what beauty is defined by and it's institutionalized. And what's institutionalized then gets seeped into our interpersonal experience. Shout out to Pep. And then that becomes internalized. And I would hope that Penais in the Philippines recognize their power, recognize that there are women who represent so many different parts of the Philippines and they're part of that conversation. I think Angie hit it home where she acknowledged there's over 7,000 islands in the Philippines. How are we to expect that just one dimension of beauty is the standard, right? And it's super powerful because as someone who's seen my own process as a Pinay, as a Filipino American, to have my mom in this room like see this message, it means so much, and I would hope that there is a part of their, in the Philippines, and for Filipino Americans here, I hope that there's a part in this process that they learn to decolonize, and they learn to embrace who we are beyond what the oppressors try to tell us we are. And it's not gonna be easy, but as Atta Allison says, pain and love is growth. Mabuhay. Any other questions out there? Oh, here we go. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, what's next for everybody? What are you, how are you going to top this? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> 
and learn about DCP. Apparently, the file format of the video, we had, some, we had some chaos before the film. So as you see something beautiful, there is chaos behind all of that. So just so you know. Um, <laughs> next project for me is hopefully get to work more with the folks on the stage and folks in the audience. I'm sure after this, people here are taking this message away and becoming agents of that conversation too. Holla, any collabos in the room? <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> um, I know Ruby and I, we have uh, another music video locked in. <laughs> so I am very looking forward to that and, uh, uh, and all the other projects we got lined up. Um, so for me, first of all, I just want to um, shout out Classy and Rocky, and Rocky especially, she just had a baby not too long ago, so, um, but, um, so, you know, Bam is obviously helping raise this newborn baby with Rocky, um, but the next thing that um, I'll be working on is um, Bam and I will be collaborating on, an, on another album pretty soon, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, for me, like Dale mentioned earlier, um, we have another music video coming out, Taking Names. It should be coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, and then it's just continuing to put up visuals from the album. And um, I've, I've talked, to, I've talked um, about this to a few people so far, but I might as well just share it with everyone. Um, I also want to create um, like a mini movie for the album, like Circa 91, because I, I saw just how powerful creating the Us music video was. And I want to take something short, you know, the five minutes, and I want to expand that into maybe something 30 minutes long. And um, yeah, that's, that's what's up next, uh, a, a mini movie. Related to the file format, can we give Roxy Theater and Tim up there in the booth a round of applause? I'm gonna ask one more question. We might be able to throw it out to one more if anyone else has questions, but um, your mamas are both here. That's a big deal. Have they always been supportive of your careers? <laughs> I feel like my mom is like the one out of 100 Penai moms that t didn't tell me to go to nursing school. <laughs> no, shout out to... Now, my fiance is actually a nurse, so shout out to all the nurses out there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm engaged. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the announcement today too. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom, I feel like there's always been kind of a role reversal, that, you know, the traditional between the, a mom and a daughter, especially, you know, in that that um, immigrant and um, POC narrative. I know for a lot of immigrant families why they, they're so hard on you know, a lot of their kids and make, making sure that they get a good education and finding a stable job, why that you know, seems to be like a lot of the path for a lot of immigrant kids. I think that I realized that it's, it's natural for a lot of our parents to feel that way. I mean, they, a lot of them came here to the US, they immigrated to the US um, because they wanted um, 
to accomplish a bigger dream for themselves. So I know my mom made a lot of sacrifices for us moving here to the U.S. So I know that she's scared of me sometimes. She's scared of, um, for me sometimes and making sure that, you know, I, she, she's raised someone who, who feels successful and is able to, you know, have a stable job. Um, but yeah, going back to, to your question, um, my mom is the type of mom to, to play too short at, at home. <laughs> She, she's honestly been the one who's been telling me, like, you should just pursue music full time. And I have to tell her, no, I need to have a backup plan, mom. <laughs> so that, that's been our relationship. And I'm just so absolutely grateful to have a mother like her who's been 100% has had my back and um, believed in my passion and believed in what I love. And thank you, mama. <laughs> I'd like to add that my mom is also a warrior and a fighter, a survivor, and she raised my sister and I as a single parent. And and not a day goes by where I don't feel like every single breath I take and every single decision I make is is credited to her uh, her raising me and. And it's so hard because, you know, when we're Filipino children, we hella want to make our parents proud. And you never know if they're validating it. And my mom, <laughs> my mom is tough love, man. And, and I think it stems from her having to sacrifice so much and her knowing that there's so much at risk for our family. And she sacrificed being an attorney in the Philippines to move to America, and she has carried so many different jobs. Anything from, sorry, mom, I'm like exposing you now. <laughs> but everything from serving at a restaurant to working at a call center in America to working at an airport to getting, going back and getting her master's degree in special education. Like, she's done so much. <laughs> And I don't know if y'all know this, but I actually don't have any blood family in the Bay Area. And I've lived here for 10 years, and they've always been either across the water or across the continent. So anyone here who's had to move somewhere else and be away from your family, you know that's not easy. And, and I'm so grateful that she's always been a solid rock. She's always been a firm foundation for me to remind me of who I am and who I can be. So we have to wrap it up. We have one little girl right here. Is that okay, you guys? Okay. Stand up. Stand up. Um, hello. Um, my question is, how do you feel about the music video, and what do you think you'll get out of it, out of everyone else? So deep down inside, I so. A little back, background. Um, I started my journey as a, um, a director, videographer, music producer about four years ago. And when I started, I, I, I struggled with being accepted with the people I started with. Um, I re once I realized that and I started valuing myself, um, I started looking towards my own community, you know, uh, my fellow Asians, Asian Americans. And I swear, once I really started working with um, others in my community and really following my passion, that's when stuff started working out for me. 
Um, and so for me, seeing a video that's, that's to me is iconic already. Um, I, I just want people to understand that you don't have to chase the typical avenue um, and you could do things on your own. So are we all gonna answer? Um, okay, so to answer your question, um, I think, you, you know, um, you get a lot of, I think as a poet, I get a lot of opportunities to collaborate um, with, with artists. And um, the thing I ask myself usually is, what is the best version of this project that could happen and what is the worst version of this project? That, what would that look like? And either way, I was like, no, no, no. Either, however it turns out, this is a project I want to be a part of. And I think it was, um, and I, I think I did expect, I did expect a grip of pin eyes to show up. I did expect that it was going to be a beautiful thing and that it was going to be well received. But I think one of the things that I didn't expect was how much it was going to resonate with non-pin eyes, with um, a lot of folks like, there are a lot of, a lot of native, particularly um, a bunch of Salish women from Canada who had reached out, and a lot, um, a lot of like my Chicana homegirls back in LA, and um, that was a really valuable thing, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, um, at, you know, it just wasn't what I expected, and so um, I think just the solidarity that we can build from being able to speak a, about our own truths is, is really a beautiful thing that I didn't really see coming. So what I hope folks can take away from this music video is to recognize that this conversation did not start here, and it does not end here either. It's something that we really hope to carry on. Thank you to CanFest for amplifying our message. They saw that we were actually going to release the documentary, and then they were like, hold up. Because sorry to everyone who was expecting a, an online version of the, of the film. Apparently, you can't upload things to YouTube or Vimeo before they're screened. So we learned that. <laughs> so thank you for your patience and, and coming out today. But speaking to the fact that this conversation doesn't end here, I just want to give a quick shout out to Ethnic Studies. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, is it its 50th? Anniversary, 50th anniversary just happened last week, right? And so credit to the Third World Liberation Front who recognized that students needed to see more of themselves in the history books that they were reading. We got a lot of educators in the room. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> but again, I want this to amplify that message too, that we as Penais are in solidarity together and Ruby said it perfectly in the video when she said, the society teaches us to pit ourselves against each other. When we see things, it's so much easier to do it now with social media too. We see things and we envy, or we think that somebody isn't good enough, and then we see that in ourselves. And I, I want us to take this message and instead uplift each other and celebrate our brown sisters. If somebody's doing good work, celebrate them, support them, show up. Y'all today are doing a really good example of that. Um, I hope what people get out of watching this music video, just to go off of Evelyn, is the importance of sisterhood. Um, there, 
is a multitude of stories from women that need to be told, you know, whether you're Penai, whether you're Chicana, whether you're whatever, whatever community you're from. Um, and I think that when, when I get, when we get responses, like when I see YouTube comments or people coming up to us after shows and telling us like, you know, like they feel validated when they see a video like that or they feel seen, like that to me is beyond any accolade, beyond any amount of views that we can get for the video. Like that was not our goal, like to, to have, you know, to go viral, that's not our goal. Our goal is just to be able to show at least one young Penai such as yourself so that she feels like she sees herself on a screen. Um, and then also, um, I, I just hope that this also leads to um, more projects like this. I hope that other Panais feel empowered and want to share their story because I know that the immigrant experience um, is so dynamic. Like even just the difference between a first generation Filipino American is going to be so different from a second generation Filipino American's experience. And um, I know there's a lot of beautiful stories out there um, that, that that's still missing. You know that, that that people still need to hear. And I just hope that you know that's what the that's what um, people feel when they see this video, that they feel empowered and that they feel visible. On that note, let's thank everyone on the stage. Dale, Faith, Ruby, Evelyn, we're Bitch Talk. Thank you, CamFest. Thank you, Marky. And thank you, Roxy, for having us. Have a good afternoon. Go Warriors! If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs> <laughs>